Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Edition of the Half Hour Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Sissy, joined by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm fantastic. And we've also got a special guest this week, Donnie. Donnie, what's your new Twitter handle actually? Because you've changed it again, haven't you? Oh, I don't know. I tried to make it easier for you guys. It's I think it's <laughs> Donnie Rob 77. So yeah. There we Donnie's go. Fine. He's been on before, he's flying high in the, in the overall week, but Donnie's here to give us some insight this week as a special guest. So we'll start where we always start. We'll go to our league top three. There has been one bit of change. Number one is still Jack Curran. Now he's now got one three six eight overall. Second is Hab United, Per Habstad, one three four five overall. Uh, up in the third is Conquering Ryan Conquering Lines, Robbie Dempsey. 1-3-3-1 overall, and he had the highest game week score as well, 97 points, and I think he's a champion, so he's actually flying, that must be really consistent, two years in the trot. So we'll go to our game week scores before we move into the fix and stuff like that, so I'll start, I had 61 points this week, but I took a hit, so 57 overall, I had strike and goals for nine points, Bassey and Tavernier, two and three points apiece, I had McMahon minus one, Doig minus two, Vice Captain Taylor, 10. Charles Cook, the hero, 17 points. Boyle, 2. Rogic, 5. Captain Maida, 16. And Watt for nothing. So, considering the damage at the back line, I'm pretty happy with that. And my new rank is up to 24th in the world. So, going high. Tony, I'll come to you first. What was your game week scoring rank? Yep. So, I had 46 uh, minus my transfer deductions for took me to 42. So, Probably one of the worst weeks I've had yet. I had Maynard Brewer for two, Bassey for two, Captain Tav for six, Juranovic 16, Ramsey for six, Boyle for two, Rogic vice-captain for five, Kent two, Abada three, Watt got me nothing, and Ramirez got me two. So 42 points for the game week. Um, that takes my total points up to one, three, four, three, which put me down a little bit, but I'm still ninth overall, so still in that top ten. Not bad at all. Tom, save yourself. Uh, I got 52 points this week. Uh, I had Maynard Brewer in goals as well for two points. Bassey for two points. Captain Tav got me six. Cochrane got me six. In midfield, I had Charles Cook for 17. Hungbo for one. Boyle for two. Sean Gosh for two. Abada for three. Up front, Morelos got me minus one. And vice-captain Maida got me 12 points. And I am 174 
overall. Not too shabby at all. Right, so we'll go to the fixture results first, then I'll get a couple of you, Tom, for any stats you've got. So we had the Monday night, Celtic 2, Hibernian 0. The rest of the card was Tuesday, Aberdeen 1, Rangers 1, Dundee 1, St Mirren 2, Hearts 2, St Johnson 0, Livingston 2, Dundee 0, and Ross County 3, Motherwell 1. Over to you, Tom. Uh, yep, so we'll start off with the, the Monday night game, Celtic versus Hibs. Uh, two of the new boys started for Celtic in the form of Rio Hitate and uh, Dazen Maida. And it was Maida who scored the opening goal. It was Juranovic also that scored the second in the form of a penalty. There was no Celtic player that had more than a single shot on target in this game. Abada did hit the post and he really should have made it 3-0, but unfortunately never. And uh, Celtic also notched up another clean sheet, uh, which I think makes Juranovic a really good Celtic option going forward, in my opinion, just because he's also on penalties as well. So there's a potential for returns at both ends of the pitch. And he was also joint top in this game with Hitati for key passes with three. Um, Hibbs, I kind of thought there was a lot of talk this week about Boyle. I was thinking it was maybe going to, you know, maybe wasn't going to be in the right headspace for this game, but I thought he had a decent enough game. Uh, he's had five assists in the last five games, but obviously drew a blank against Celtic. And uh, Nisbet, obviously, big player last season. I didn't think he was too great in this game, but I'll be interested to see what uh, Sean Maloney can do with him going forward. Hibbs did have the, the bulk of the possession in this game, so they, they do have a bit about them. I don't know how, what you've thought about the, the, the two new Celtic boys, Peter. Uh, I like the look of Hatate especially. I didn't think he was going to be a fantasy asset. Need, there's a question on this later, I might go too much into it, but I think it looked quite good. This, makes, this team looks stronger. I also wouldn't, on Hibs' point of view, I wouldn't take too much into this because Hibs have looked good up to this game and I thought they improved in the second half with some tactical tweets. Eh, tweaks, sorry. Tweaks, Twitter. Eh, so, I, I think if you get Hibs players, I still hold because I think they look quite good on the Maloney so far so I'm waiting to see how they go against the other opposition. I mean, when they play Celtic and Rangers, they expect them to drop points so they play them else. That's when I expect them to make other points for you. Yeah. And Donnie, what's your views on Celtic and Hibs? Um, I think Maida is giving everyone uh, the striking option that's probably lacking at the moment in the game. If he can go on a good run, then I think there's a, a lot of value to be had there. Nisbet was unlucky with that chance um, right at the start when it was still nil-nil. Um, I think him and Boyle do play well together. Um, if Boyle stays, um, then I think that'll be good for them. They've got a I would say some relatively good fixtures up to the Hearts game, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking to offload any Hibs players yet. But yeah, I've got Juranovic, so he's kind of saved me this week in terms of points, and it's definitely one to to, to look at if you're wanting to bolster up your defence. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Rangers and Aberdeen. Um, stats wise, Aberdeen seemed to be the more dominant force. They had fifty eight percent possession to Rangers is forty two, and fifteen shots to Rangers seven. However, Rangers did have one more shot on target. It was uh, Ferguson that scored from the spot. And that's two goals and two for the midfielder. And he's also the, the sixth highest scoring mid in the game. He has uh, five goals, which probably isn't a huge amount, but he does seem to almost every game get a point for having 40-plus completed passes, which I suppose adds up as, as time goes by. Um, this was the first time that Rangers have conceded since November. 
So I'm, I'm still very confident in the, the Rangers' defensive double-up, especially that they face uh, Livingston next week. And also it was a penalty as well, so it, was, it wasn't it was like it was from open play. So I still think Rangers' defence are pretty solid. Um, Aberdeen, obviously, have a nice run as well. They've got St. Mirren next, then St. Johnston, then Ross County, then Livingston. Uh, though I wouldn't, I'm not too sure on what Aberdeen player I would go for, if any. Um, Donny, you, have you got any suggestions for the Dons? Uh, I thought Jenks played not too bad. Ramirez, I don't. Seems like a long time since he scored. Um, Jenks looked okay. Ferguson probably is a, a standout option there. Um, Defence, Ramsey, Ram, Ramsey all the way. I actually took him in this game week, not because I thought he'd get a clean sheet against Rangers, but he ended up getting six. You know, when your team's conceding goals and you get six points as a defender, you know, he's back in amongst the bonus points. So anyone who's, you know, not got an Aberdeen defensive asset, then he's certainly, like he's 2.1 million now. Mm-hmm. He'd been out injured, so probably get back on him um, would be my advice. But yeah, I thought Jenks played okay. And anything to add about Rangers? How do you feel about this? <laughs> um, I think you know, what you have to remember is the one the last 10 games in a row. So... Aberdeen away is probably our hardest fixture uh, of the season. It's a cup final for the Dons fans, so they really get stuck in about it, and you could see that. I think the referee kind of lost the plot with the you know, dishing out a lot of yellow cards, but I went Kent um, this week. Um, I took him in for a rebo. I thought with the assist that he got early in the game, I thought I was going to be in for good points, and then, of course, he loses that by getting sent off, and you now gives me a selection dilemma. Um, for for next game week, but it was just an off day for Rangers, and there's not been a lot recently. And so, you know, they've got a good good run of fixtures before the the Celtic game, so they should get back in their stride. Yep, Peter, what do you reckon? Yeah, I wouldn't get too needy with Rangers. As Tony said, it's a one game, a half game away. If you're playing at Celtic Park, Ibrox, Petardry, Easter Road, or Tynecastle, these games are going to happen. You're not going to win every game the season. It'll be too easy. Uh, assets wise, I, I, well, I was going to take a rebo out this week, but I plumped for bringing in my aid instead, so I didn't. I managed to avoid because I was going to bring in Kent as well. That was going to be my option, so I got lucky by not doing that one. Yeah. And Ramsey at the back, I just think he's such a good enabler at that price. And as Donny said, these points, he's already collecting bonus points first, second game back. So two point one million slides in there, and uh, lets you spend money elsewhere. And I think he will collect. He just to be plays his style of football, and he's he's going to collect bonus points most games. Mm-hmm. If he stays. That's also true, yeah. And <laughs> Ferguson as well, if he stays. Just on Ferguson as well. Eh? I like Ferguson. I know he's the sixth highest eh, point scorer, but there's just that many good options in midfield in a game that who do you get out to bring Ferguson in? Yeah. Especially if, especially if you're using the bench trick as well, because there's another. So it's, it's hard to get him in. So I've no really inclination to go for him. Though I don't, I wouldn't go against it if you want to bring him in, but I just think there's better options in the game. Yeah, definitely something to consider. Um, Dundee United 1, St Mirren 2, and a couple of uh, favourites from last season featured in this game. Uh, and they were playing for, obviously, playing for St Mirren. Kilty got two assists, and Henderson got his first senior goal as well. Uh, Kilty's two assists, they were the first attacking returns for him this season. He's actually often a sub, uh, and sometimes he doesn't even feature at all, so... Perhaps he's gave Jim Goodwin something to think about from this game. I maybe not jump on Kilty just yet. And obviously Henderson was a favourite from last season for doing absolutely nothing because um, he was a 
obviously we like using him for the bench trick. He got his first senior goal. Uh, he has only featured in five game weeks so far this season, and he's only started the last three games. But it's definitely something to monitor if he can if he can build on that, boost his confidence. Then um, maybe something to consider there. Looking over at Dundee United, uh, I thought Charlie Mulgrew was the, the standout for United. For a defender, he managed four shots, two of which were on target and missed a big chance there as well. Um, Dundee United's early season form for me, though, does seem like a, a distant memory. They've not had a clean sheet since November and they've only scored three goals in that time. Um, however, Tony Watt, maybe he can change that. What do you reckon, Peter? Is he going to be a factor? Well, of Got Tony Watt. I'm glad he changed over. So I was thinking of selling for Van Veen. And I know some people are kind of worried about Tony Watt, but I think they've always decided him. He's going to be highly paid. So he's going to be playing week in, week out. He's going to be their focus point. So I think he's still relatively cheap enough. You can have him as your second striker or your first off the bench striker. Uh, Form-wise, like you said, Tom, uh, I mean, I've got McManon. I like McManon when he was at Hamill. I think that's the reason I still had like fond memories and bombing up that wing. But they're not keeping clean sheets. He's not playing every game. He's not bringing points back, so I think he may one arm be quickly removing from the team for like Ramsey and save myself money. Uh, so otherwise, there's nobody on their team that's on my radar yet anyway. I don't think I missed out on MD. I don't think there's MD who's going to be a few I need to bring in. Unless they have a good form and start keeping clean sheets more regularly, there's there's nobody there I really want to bring in. No. For Charlie McGrew, again, his price range, there's cheaper alternatives that are keeping more clean sheets. So Exactly, yeah. And Donnie, your thoughts on Dundee United and St Mirren? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a game, it was two teams bang out of form. Uh, I think that's St Mirren's first win since October. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, there's nobody on that pitch that would even, you know, make me think of putting in my team. You know, Kilty, yeah, last season was great. Got two assists. Yes, I had a goal chopped off as well. So, you know, probably did have a good game, but unless that's consistent, you, you wouldn't want to be dipping into St Mirren and Dundee United. I've got Watts. Um, again, I just kept him because I didn't really want to lose a transfer. So I'll keep an eye on him. If he doesn't score in the next couple of games, um, when one of them Celtic away, um, you know, I'll give him a chance this weekend at home to Ross County and then see where we're at after that. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, those two teams are just struggling right now. Yeah, nothing too exciting there. Um, Harps 2, St Johnston 0 uh, Josh Gin- Ginley got two goals and Bayer Mackay got the two assists and obviously another clean sheet for Harps um, I don't think we can get too excited about this result as it was against bottom of the table St Johnston uh, We talked about Chifty last week uh, He made his debut for the Saints and he actually didn't do too bad he got, he got three shots on target the most of any player on the pitch and he missed one big chance as well so maybe something to keep an eye on Ginley, um, he's a 3.2 million midfielder and he played in the striker role um, since Boyce. I think he, he remained on the bench. He wasn't going to be risked for uh, the cup game this weekend. Uh, prior to bagging his brace, he has only managed one goal and two assists so far this season. Um, and obviously his time playing in the striker position will will be limited as, as Boyce returns from his injury. And uh, the two assists, Barry Mackay, He's a bit more expensive. He's a 4.4 million midfielder. Uh, he's averaging assist every second game since game week 15, so not too bad. Um, on the downside, he got two bonus points, and that was the first time he's ever been in within the bonus this season. And he's never had any passing, interception or tackle points. So 
I don't know if he's worth the 4.4 million. Um, perhaps Gordon Boyce and maybe a Hearts defender might be a better option. Tony, what's your, what's your thoughts on Hearts? Um, Hearts played really, really well. So Johnston were unlucky. They had they had some good chances, but they just played like a team that was you know bottom bottom in the league. Um, they had May, Chief G, and O'Halloran, so they had quite a strong um, forward line, but they just couldn't really get anything. Um, yeah, Mackay was probably the standout there. Um, he's given me a little food for thought. Um, I, I, I don't know if he's done enough. Uh, Genley with the two goals again. I don't think I'd be jumping on that one just yet. I think that was a one-off. Um, as far as that's concerned, I don't have any Hearts defensive assets at the moment. Um, that's probably one that I would want to get back into. Peter, what do you reckon? I'll, I'll be short and sweet with St Johnson. Not interested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, they did play better. Like I've ever done. I watched the said highlights. And I thought they looked a bit more like they were more a cohesive unit. So maybe it's something he's playing a week weekly if they start improving results. So he can jump on players quickly. Quicker when they're cheaper. The Hearts' point of view, I was going to say I have no Hearts assets, and that's a complete lie because I've got Boyce on the bench. Uh, I've not got Gordon. I've got Streak instead. And I've no, I've no other Hearts. I know they're sitting third in the league, and I've no other Hearts assets. There's, the only one that stands out recently has been Mackay, like you said, but he's in the position where Charles Cook would be that kind of fourth mm-hmm. or fifth midfielder, whereas Charles Cook's cheaper and he's returning more currently. So I'm not ready to sidestep to that one. So. I mean, I mean, Gordon obviously is probably the most owned goalkeeper in the game. Yeah. Yes, and I. But uh, I moved off him at the right time to get Lousney goalkeeper, who has since then has just done more points. So I'm happy with that move. I'm not interested in going back right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about Gordon. I mean, in goals, I've got Mayer, Bruner, and uh, Clark. So not great goalies. So Gordon still is the top scoring goalkeeper in the game. So it's, it's food for thought. Uh, Livingston 2, Dundee FC 0. Um, a brace for Bruce. Uh, Bruce Anderson managed two goals uh, from six shots, four of which were on target. He also missed two big chances and hit the woodwork, so it could have been a hat-trick. Um, he's had three goals in the last two games, though most of the season he doesn't seem to be guaranteed a start. He's kind of in and out of the team, and his returns do tend to be patchy as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if he went on another Quiet spell for the time being. I, I, I'm not really quick, going to be quick to rush on any of Livingston assets. I don't really think there's much else to note from this game. What do you reckon, Peter? Any Livy or Dundee assets? Dundee's a big fat no. Again, their forms fell off a cliff. Uh, I know they did a couple of spells recently. They looked decent and we got a couple of under the belt. Just don't see any there I want. Uh, Livingston-wise, I've got the keeper. I'm happy with him. They do look a lot more defensively sound. When I watched the highlights, he's, he's got them playing well again. I suppose you've got to take into consideration, sorry, some of the frogs up the front, the turnover at teams at Livingston. I mean, the team played well last year and at the end of the season, they're basically replacing seven or eight first team players, I think, or first team squad mm-hmm. players. So they didn't start the season very well, but now he's got them taking over. He's a decent coach. Obviously, he's got something about him. Uh, so, you said you have been interested. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against a Livingston defender somewhere as your fifth choice or a goalkeeper because they're keeping decent clean sheets. As I said, Shrek returned more points since I've had a win than uh, Gordon. So if you get a defender at the same time, you're probably going to get the points as well. Anderson up front, if it's your third choice striker, I don't think there's MDL decent enough in that price bracket. 
you could have him if you if you're struggling to stretch it. Like you said, Tommy, he's quite patchy, so he's just mm-hmm. sitting on a, he was sitting on a bench using the bench trick to bring him in, and maybe one one every five six weeks you're going to get the returns from. Yeah, I think Van Veen was roughly the same price. There you go, one then, there you go. The, the fact that Watch went kind of maybe cements his position mm-hmm. in the, the side a bit more, so I, I'm, I'd be more inclined to go Van Veen. What, what do you reckon about that one, Donny? Yeah, Dundee avoid at all costs. I've still got McCowan in my team. He did score a brace um, before the break um, and had some you know, good good points, but I'm looking to get him off this weekend. Livingston at home are always a threat. Uh, I think we all know that over the years. Um, however, their next two fixtures are both away. Um, Rangers away and Hibs away, so I don't know if you're going to get much value there. Um Anderson, yeah, he's a type of player. If you've got him in your team, great. You'll, you've made some good points this week, but he's not somebody I'd be going to look out to buy. I don't think he's consistent enough. And with those tough fixtures coming up, it's going to be tricky for him. Just on that as well, Tom, and Livingston, think we two fixtures away from home. That's a good time to just watch and see how they go on. Because if they do pick mm-hmm. up anything in these next two games at all, or they run these teams close, then I think that's a step in the right direction. You may go right. After the two games, they bring somebody in defensively. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, it's St. Johnson after that, so you, go, you yeah. want to tag him for that. Um, finally then, Ross County 3, Motherwell 1. Uh, the obvious standout in this game was Charles Cook, uh, who managed two goals. He's now the third highest sco- scoring midfielder in the game, having just taken over Boyle this game week. And I reckon he's probably a bargain at 4.1 million. Uh, for Motherwell, Jordan Roberts got the consolation goal with a Van Veen assist. Van Veen now has three goals and one assist in the last three game weeks. And as I mentioned there, he's probably going to be the main man now that Watts went to Dundee United. Um, he could go obviously go the other way. Now that he's not got someone challenging for his spot, he might take his foot off the gas. That's another thing to consider. Um, thoughts on Ross County and Motherwell, Peter? Ross County are a good team to watch but they can't keep a clean sheet but they score plenty no. of goals it's just one of them so you wouldn't be touching anybody for the back and I think we covered it last week Tom the midfield options was Charles Cook Hungbo Callaghan yeah, it was I think I think I'm missing somebody else but you can't go wrong if you have one of them as your well, obviously you can't go wrong but you can't go wrong if you have one of them as your midfield options coming off the bench Charles Cook because they just seem to be returning quite well mm-hmm. Charles Cook seems to be loose is the one you said he's the one to stand out head of the back he's still relatively cheap he could still be your enable in midfield. If you want to do with your boy like him, you could do that as well. Uh, who are you playing again? Motherwell. Motherwell. And Van Veen up front, I think what you said, these other options. Maybe if, if you've got that cheap striker like Van Veen, Anderson, Watt. I'm personally going to be watching Watt, like Donny said as well, for the next couple of game weeks, see how he gets on, how he fits into the team. If he's not returning, then I think it's an easy move to... Van Veen. Motherwell, it was a bad result for him, but I think we've said it last week, they were the, the, the third overall in the calendar year for point-wise, so mm-hmm. they're also still on a bit of decent form, and he is like the main man. I just hope that he grabs it with both hands, rather than, like as you said, resting his laws a wee bit. Yeah. Donny, your thoughts? Yeah, it was a good game. Um, Ross County, you know, I can't imagine they score three goals at home too often. Um, they're certainly playing well under Mackay, um, I don't have Charles Cook, and and that is a sore point for me. I've got Hungwo, which you know had been getting some good points, but is now injured. 
So I will probably just make a direct switch to Charles Cook. Um, he takes penalties as well, which is always something you look for when um, trying to bring in somebody. Motherwell, I guess, just wasn't their day. I, I think with across all the fixtures, there were a lot of teams that were maybe just rusty from the break, not having that competitive football. Uh, I think they will probably come good. You know, again, it's a long trip up to Dingwall. Just if had a bad night, um, doesn't make them a bad team. And I think that Van Veen will probably be the recognised striker. Um, that's probably your most go-to um, Motherwell asset. Yeah. Done, Tom. That's us, yeah. That's just oh, covered the fixtures. Okay, Donnie, come back to you quick. Again, you're on. You all said that you text me, DM me, sorry, there's not enough Rangers voice in this chat, so I'm going to let you <laughs> talk to this now. We didn't really yeah, go you down... a good week for that. <laughs> that's just unfortunate. We didn't really go down the route of Rangers defence under the kind of end of Gerard's reign, apart from Tav, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's changed under I keep wrote the deal but it's Van Bronckhurst deal Van Bronckhurst what's now changed in Rangers style of play whose assets now to pick out and who to avoid now that it's kind of changed yeah. tactic wise well squad wise nothing's really changed um, but between the two two managers I think Rangers maybe were just getting a bit stale under Gerrard um, although it was a sore one at the time him leaving has, has probably helped and the fact that we went on a a 10-game unbeaten run, a good win in Europe to, to get us through those stages. It's certainly made the difference. There's a lot of it's ifs and buts coming up here um, for, for, for a few different reasons. McGregor's first-choice goalie, he, you know, apart from the Cup this weekend, he's always going to be your number one pick. I don't like picking old-firm keepers. It tie, ties you up. It's probably not the best. Tavernier, again, you're going to got to have Tavernier in your team. The back four... Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey and uh, Barisic, that's been pretty much the, the settled back four now. Um, and I've got Bassey, that's the, the two Rangers defenders that I go for. So the, the first spot here is Balogun's back and Holander is in training. If any of those two start to feature, it'll be Bassey that drops out. I can't see it coming anytime soon, but that that is one to watch. So out of that back four, you've got Goldson's always going to be playing, Tav's always going to be playing. Probably Borna has definitely improved. He was struggling. In fact, Bassey had originally come in for Barisic um, in that position, but he's definitely improved under Gio. And the amount of clean sheets we've had um, since he's been in place has, has really made a massive difference to the squad. Midfield is a minefield. I would probably stay clear of the midfield. Aribo was the one genuine point scorer um, he's having a fantastic season but could be a few weeks yet before he's back Nigeria's doing pretty well um, so it could be a while till then as I say I, I made the, the Kent swap I thought that would be quite an easy one um, he managed to get himself sent off Haji is Haji will be playing in that Aribo role he could go there it's a risk um, Scott Wright will probably get a game now um, with Kent being suspended it's a punt. It, it, it's it's going to be a difficult one in terms of consistency for Scott Wright to get any points, um, any big points. Up front, Morelos, absolutely on fire in December. Player of the month. I think if you had Morelos this game week, you were probably just unlucky. You know, that handball, couldn't do anything about it. I think he was just trying to get out of the way and you've ended up with minus points. 
Um, but he's a man on form, and then now he's going off to the internationals for Colombia. So we're going to be without him for a few weeks. So Sakala, he's going to be the the probably the direct replacement. Roof's back this weekend. If he gets his scoring boots on, I'd probably go Roof ahead of Sakala. Um, Itten was recalled from his loan spell. Um, that's another threat um, up front. But I'd probably just stay with defence of assets just now and watch what happens. Only thing I would add to that is we've gone back to the five substitute rule. Mm-hmm. So like Itten, Sakala, if they're not playing, they can come off the bench and score. So... You don't have to rule them out entirely, but as a as a Rangers fan myself, I would probably just stick with Tavernier Bassey. If Bassey starts to drop out the team, then you want to get maybe just Goldson or Borna. Um, and until Aribo comes back, I'd probably just stay clear of that midfield. What's on that, Tom? Does that make you think about Rangers assets? Yeah, looks like, sounds like I'm going to have to get rid of Morelos for a bit now. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was planning and trying to work towards bringing him in to get called up. And you're like, ah, now we've got to go somewhere else because it was a plan to downgrade somewhere to get, like we're talking before, Tom McBoyle at some point maybe. Mm-hmm. It, but then that's now another span on the works, so you've got to wait. Aribo, I've liked to look at, he's, to me, he's looked the most improved player after what I've seen under Van Brockhurst. He looks to me yeah. like a, a unique, I've got a man and a unique guy in because he's playing pretty much like a number 10 right behind him and I say, like, right. brilliant. So I would have him in, but then he's away and as Donny said, Nigeria's doing pretty well and he's playing pretty well for Nigeria so he's like he's mm-hmm. going to be playing I think they're going to go quite deep in the tournament so that takes you to February so it's, it's Donny allowed to take the end there it's kind of big at the back I think until otherwise soon but is it true at all would you say this is because it's Swanee talking to me here that Tavani and Barisic aren't pushing as far forward as they were under Gerard are they more reserved are they still pushing forward like a second winner I think with Tav He'll always go forward, um, but defensive-wise, that was something we needed to sort out. The you know the amount of times Rangers would go behind under Gerrard was phenomenal, um, and we were lucky we won a lot of the games. But that you know stops at a certain point. Um, but they are more of a defensive unit, and and that's shown in the amount of clean sheets they've had um, in the last few games. And uh, you know Aberdeen was a penalty. There's a fortunate penalty at that, so it could have been another another clean sheet there. But um, I, I, I still think they provide attacking assets, um, but at the same time, we have tightened up at the back. Um, I'm not sure that answered it. But <laughs> certainly, certainly, that's where you want to look if you're taking in any Rangers players is, is at the back. Well, I say this before, Tom, we always talk about this in numerous times of the podcast. Over the, over the space of the series, the season Celtic Rangers will score the most goals and will keep the most clean sheets so you're not going to go wrong long term if you bring them in because it's just the nature of things that's just going to end up at the end of the season they will have to score the most goals between them they will have to get the most clean sheets so 19 out of 10 yeah. if you've got them at the back you're going to get more clean sheets if you've got them up front you're going to get more goals happy with one? yeah right the fixtures for the game week coming up are so it's next Tuesday, it starts because also there's a cup game this weekend. So we've got Tuesday night, St. Mum, this Aberdeen. Then on Wednesday, we've got Dun United, Ross County, Hearts versus Celtic, Motherwell versus Hibs, Rangers versus Livingston, St. Johnson versus Dundee. So are the transfers, captains and vice-captains coming this game week. Also, the standout fix there looks 
to be Rangers over at Livingston. So we'll come to you, Tom. Hey, Tom, Donny first. Any transfer for this game week? Who's going to be a captain or vice-captain as it stands? Uh, so I'll probably take in Charles Cook. Um, I need to change one of my strikers. Um, I'm talking about taking Nisbet in, and I wouldn't be against it, but it just depends. If he's playing... If he's playing in the cup game and gets a few, that might change my decision. Um, but I certainly need a, a, a striker. Um, I suppose Van Bean's an option as well. Uh, Captain-wise, almost 100% going to go Captain Tav. Um, Vice-captain, I did it before I went Bassi um, just to try and make sure that clean sheet. But I'm always worried when I do that, that it'll backfire against me. I've got Rogic, Abada. I went Rogic this week. It didn't work out. I'll, I'll maybe go one of those. So I'm not quite set yet, but yeah, the, the Rangers at home is, is a good fixture to to lump on, I would say. The only thing I would say about the way the game weeks line up is because that Aberdeen game's first, that's the only team news you're going to get. Um, because it's cup games this week, a lot of teams will make changes. So it's going to be quite difficult to, you know, get some consistency. You're, you're going to have to punt. Um ahead of this next game week um, so just watch out for that With yourself Tom same transfers thoughts captains vice captains um, transfer wise I think if Kyogo is going to be fit I'll probably have to go a bad out Kyogo in um, captain wise I think it's pretty nailed on Tav vice captain I think in between Bassey or um, Ross County I've got Dundee United who I've been conceding quite a bit, so I could go Charles Cook for vice captain uh, if I fancy a bit of a punt. Right, myself, transfer wise, I've got a Joe Rebo spaced hole in my squad that I need to get out. I think he's going to be gone for a week, so I don't know who to bring in midfield wise. I don't know if it's worth bringing a midfielder in who's not, because the one I wanted was Kent. He's gone. I don't want to take a punt on somebody who's going to be a team two weeks' time, so I'm going to have to mull that one over. It might. I might bring something in to enable the week after, like if, if Jota's going to be fit, because he's also priced quite high. So I could bring something in cheap this week, and then I can upgrade to Rogic the next week. That's probably my long-term plan, because I think Rogic will start dropping out the team if these players start getting regular football. Uh, captain-wise, I think it's a no-brainer with Tavernier at home, and probably will just go the vice-captain Bassey, because as Donnie said, you're not going to get team news, so you've got to go for what's nailed. So Tav nailed as nailed can be, unless he picks up an injury somewhere. And I don't think Bassey will be out the team so quickly. So I think he'll be he'll be playing. So I probably two. I know it's a bit risky having the two, but if Rangers keep on playing the keep on playing the solid at the back, I don't see Livingston breaking them down. So I'd like to think that would be two clean sheets banked. And you need to keep that sound bite for next week when Rangers have lost a goal and you lost your captain points. <laughs> Right, we will move to the question. I've got a couple of good questions this week. Let me bring them up. What we doing? Right, okay. Billy Hadaway. At Billy Hadaway. What's the best way to approach bench boosting in this game? Seems like a lot of reshuffling that needs to be done to get out a full team of 15, especially with when using the bench trick. So, Tom, bench boost. Talk us through it in this game. Yeah, I think in this game you're probably going to want to use the bench boost straight after a wild card when you've got a, a full squad of 15. Or even if, you, if you're really reluctant to get rid of your non-playing player, 14. Um, I use mine a while back, but 
If I still had it, then I'd probably be waiting for probably towards the end of the season when you get that second wild card. I, I reckon because you're not too fussed about what happens because you've only really got five game weeks left to go. So to squad balance probably isn't going to be top of your top of your list. Um, that's probably how I would approach it. Yep, I'll come in here next. I'm the same, Tom. I would be using it after the second wild card when probably the last five weeks I probably would probably be dropping the non-playing player, probably, maybe, descending, and hoping we've all playing players by this point and bench boost. I don't I think I don't like a chip bench boost now that I have. I think it's quite a I think you can probably you probably could replace it and get better chips. I mean if you play the gaffer game or anything like that, there's more interesting chips you could have than a bench boost. If you're lucky and there's double game weeks and you fail correctly with your your transfers and you may have a couple of players on the bench who are playing double games that week, then obviously that's ideal to do it. But apart from that, I, I don't really like it and I'm not really for sweet to so we'll use the if the plan is now we're using it during the, the split. What about yourself, Donny? Yeah, so I've used mine already. I used it when there was the spate of those double game weeks. I also used my wild card at the same time. I'd have to cast my mind back, but I don't think I got a lot of points for it. Um and that's just the way that it works out. Um you don't want to compromise your team and and fill it up with you know, maybe just cheap players that are going to get a game and it's maybe just two points that then you're going to have to take a minus four the following week. So um, it's a, it is an unpredictable chip because you can have one game week where they all do well and, and you get the points and then when you plan for it, you get nothing. So it's a tricky one, but it needs to be hand in hand with a wild card, I would say. Um, I think, you know, after a wild card or, you know, junior wild card um, to make the most of it. I'll be feeding that back to maybe at the end of the year, like we fill out or, or, or review the the, the the game. I'll be saying scrap that bench boost and get something else in. I know it's unrelated, but like in that after that chat manager game, Tom, you're on it as well. I mean, see, they've got a, be- a bonus point double chip. So if you were lucky one week and you get a couple of players on your team who are getting maximum bonus points or tackle points or passing points, and that chip doubles them for the one game week, to me that's more interesting than a bench boost. But I suppose it's, they're sticking to as close to FPL as they can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. The thing with the Scottish game as well is you get your two transfers straight after as well. So after, if, you, if you're going to use your wild card and your bench boost hand in hand, then you've got two transfers the following game week to try and well, fix your back team. Out it. Yep, yeah. Sure. Right, next up. From FPL Maz, who's right behind me in the league, so he's on my tail. Thoughts on Hitati? Was so impressed with him versus Hibs, but will he be a good fantasy asset? He's only 4.1 million. I'll come to you first, Tony. What do you think? Would you make of Hitati? Would you make him in this game? I have absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> um, I think I think when you've got a fully fit squad to pick from, I don't know if he's the, the go-to player. Um, I think um, the boy up front is probably more of a I want to go for in my eyes. Um, I think with Kyogo's back, Jota's back, Turnbull's back, I don't think that guy gets a game. I might be wrong. I might be using my blue tinted glasses here, but um, he did have a good game. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, the, a, a comfortable two 0 win at home um, always brings out the best in, in, in players. He, he seemed to be all right, but I, I don't think he would be a consistent starter hey, once everyone's oh. back. I'll go next. I think he looks a good player, but I don't think fantasy wise there's so many better options to help midfield than him and he'd be using up one of your spaces. 
okay, Michael Nuts on week, Tom, and let go assist crazy or get a goal, and you're like, great, hit him. But I think when you've got the option of Juranovic at the back or any defender, basically, who keep clean sheets, and you've got your Jotter, Kyogo, Rodic to an extent, Maeda, Kyogo is up front, and Forrest, if he comes back at the team, I think it would be wasted slot for a Celtic player on your team. How about yourself, Tom? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, well, we looked at the stats. Uh, well, his returns this week, he got three points, two f- for the PMs and one for the, the clean sheet. He didn't get any passes, surprisingly, because he was making some cracking passes, plenty of through balls. So there is the, a potential for assists there. Um, but he never got any of the, the, the smaller bonus points. He didn't feature on the, the regular bonus points as well. So, And then you, you've got to think who you're replacing him for because you're probably going to want to have Juranovic going forward or a Celtic defender because defensive-wise they've been great. They've been a bit shaky, but they, they get the clean sheet in, in, in the end and that's all that matters for your fantasy points. Um, and then you're probably going to want Kyogo when he's back just for his form the first half of the season. And then you're going to have the likes of uh, Maida up front, Yota when he comes back. I think those guys are probably going to outscore him between now and the end of the season. So I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we want to see a bit more of him first before we really make a definitive decision. But as it stands just now, that's that would be my feelings. Plus, just on that as well, he's playing in the, the furthest back of the three. So if anything, it makes McGregor more of an option if he's playing the one up. Mm-hmm. If it stays that way, it could all change. They could enter, they could move about, and as Donny said, they might not be nailed as a first team starter. So you go with it's nailed. But what we've seen there, he was playing deeper, so McGregor was playing further forwards, so and he's McGregor is similarly priced, I believe. So he would be more an option with the the pass and assist. But for me, as it stands out, I'm not interested in in fantasy wise. I don't think it's worth your while. You've got better options out there. You pick from the Celtic squad. Right, next up is from Josh McSee Footblog, and that's at Josh underscore Footblog. Is Regan Charles Cook now a must-have after the 17-point haul against Motherwell? Donny? Yes. I don't think it's even just for that points haul. I think if you look at his stats over the last few game weeks, he is getting returns. Um, he's taking penalties, which I've mentioned already. I, I, would be, I would be getting him in. I think he's consistent enough for a team that, Let's face it, they're not doing that great bottom half of the league, but they are they're getting attacking returns. You know, when you compare them with the likes of Dundee and St Johnston, you know, they are a team informed, they're scoring, um, just can't create clean sheets. So for me, I've got Hungbo, he's injured, take him out, Charles Cook, direct replacement, and, and that's that fix. So yeah, I would definitely get him in, I'd have no doubts um on that one. Tom? Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think you need to get him in. <clears throat> Ross County, the, even if they're not winning, they're, they're still scoring plenty of goals and he's in amongst it, either with goals or assists. So for me, it's a no-brainer. Um, he's not that expensive either. By the time you get all your Silicon Rangers players in, and you've got Boyle sitting there taking up six point whatever million. Um, you're looking for a bargain. I think he's one of them. Yep, totally agree. I think he's nice price point. Six overall in the game. He's outscoring one of his premium players on Boyle. He's nailed. He's on penalties. I'm sure he's on some uh, free kicks as well in corners. So, to me, if you've not got him, you should be getting him in. As you said, both have said, they may not always keep clean sheets, but if they do score goals, I mean, is it popped up and he's either the assist or the goal scorer? He just seems to be there, thereabouts. So, I think he's a must-have. 
Even if you get something on your fifth choice bench and come on for the bench boost, I think you've got to have him on your team because you're going to miss out on potential more holes last for the season finishes. Right, next up is I like this question, that's quite good actually. For Robbie Dempsey, so that's Belexo uh, at Belexo Online. What's the best captain strategy going forward? Alternate Juranovic and Tav for their home games, so I'm assuming it means because they're both now full packs and they're both on penalties. What's your thoughts on that, Tom? Um I do like Captain Tav. I don't. I don't know if I would Captain Juranovic. Um, though he does seem hasn't got the same ring yet, has it? No, he did. He does seem fairly set on getting clean sheets so far this season. Um, I'm not too sure because Celtic they do like to score goals, and if Kyogo comes back and he's bagging in a brace and getting bonus and things like that, I think he's probably going to outscore Juranovic, despite Juranovic being on. Um, Penalties. Plus, he puts a few crosses into the box, but that that he's he's not he's not getting huge amount of assists either. So, I'm not sure about that. I think you could alternate Tav at home with a an alternative Celtic asset when they're playing at home, but I don't know if it is necessarily going to be Juranovic. Donny thoughts? Yeah, I think if you lined up their stats, you know, Tav's attacking returns. Um, from assists would, would be far in advance of Juranovic. I mean, I do have them both um, for that reason. You know, the Celtic penalty taker is always going to be a key player in, in my eyes. And, and the fact that it's a defender is, is all the better. Uh, I just think Tav will get more attacking returns from assists. Pops up with a goal now and again. Penalties. Rangers probably do get more penalties than Celtic. And I think that's just to do with styles of play. Um, Celtic, to, I think they maybe only had about three pens this season, not had a, a, a great deal. Um, you smirking there? Could... You smirking there? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can see, I can see, I can see you grinning. So you're making me grin. <laughs> I might tell you that if Roof, if Roof comes back, Roof is the penalty taker um, for Rangers, and it's only Tav at the moment um, because Roof's been out. So it, it, you just need to keep an eye on these little things. And that it could switch, but that aside, I think we've always captain Tav for the very reason that his his returns are, are right up there. Next couple of games before the the Celtic game, again you're probably hoping for two clean sheets um, and and other points there. But certainly worth getting Juranovic in the team um, if you don't have him. It's it's a stretch because most folk probably went Ralston, um, which got you good points. Um, if you can afford to, then I'd I'd have him in um, as one of my cell assets. Well, I do have him, but um, I'd, that's where I'd be looking to go. Yep, I would bring him in as well. That's my plan. I think I I could have got him last week as well, but I brought in Taylor because I thought Taylor was going to be more nailed. So I could have an even better game week score. But that's what I, I can I can get to him. So I'm not going to get to him at some point. The captain alternative thing, I don't I don't think I'm on board with that either. It's, it's both of you have said. If Tav's got an away fixture to a Dundee or a St. Johnson, I, I'm still going to captain Tav because I think there, there's more ups, upscale with him there. And if Celtic's got a home fixture to Dundee, St. Johnson, I'm more likely to think it would be Jota or Kyogo will outscore. Because yeah. as you say, doing that, most of the goals are from open play, so you're, you're kind of relying on hope to get a penalty one of these games in and hopefully he's still on penalties. But I'd rather be thinking, if whoever's playing up front for Celtic, whoever's playing on one of the wings is probably going to outscore. Juranovic. So I would not captain, not captain alternate, but I would definitely be advocated to bring him in 100% because I think even watching the both 
both fullbacks in that game on Monday, he gets he gets further forward than Taylor. He even though it's inverted fullbacks, he still keeps to get further forward on his side, and Taylor keeps to come inside a bit more. So it's just the eye test would say Juranovic is more chance of attack returns than Taylor. Okay, next question. We're running out of questions here. Right. This is from Blades Attack. And we're going to actually answer this for Hearts fans. So we'll take an extradition as well. So what is your take on the Hearts front line? I brought in Woodburn this week and he was nowhere to be seen. Still can't find anything to explain why. The boys didn't come off the bench and GMS seems to be back in favour. While Mackay seems nailed without seemingly offering much. Now, Kevin Wood, who's a Hearts fan, Cable Fishy tonight answered, Woodburn out with an illness. I could potentially be covid Hearts hopefully be back for the Celtic game, so and Boyce is not risked as well and kept for the cup game. I think Jimenez will be the one to drop out of the front three when Boyce comes back. Mackay's our most creative player. We've covered that. He's 35 key passes for the Heisner League. So, Tom, thoughts on the Hearts front line? And if you've got Boyce, are you holding him? I don't have Boyce. Um, I'll have to see how he gets on when he comes back. It might be a stretch for me to get there because I've got Maida and I've got Morelos, which obviously takes up a lot of budget. Mm. But the fact that Morelos is going to be away for a couple of game weeks, you know, I might, I might make the I might make the switch. Um, but we'll see how they get on at the cup game, and obviously that's a good indicator for us over the weekend. I, I don't know if I'd be rushing to to Barry Mackay. Um, four point four perhaps is a bit of a stretch for for me. Kind of hearts, I'd probably be looking at maybe Gordon. The fact that he's the top goalkeeper still. Um, and Boyce, I think I'd, I'd probably be satisfied with that. I do own Cochran, and he, he is getting clean sheets now and again. Um, I tend to use him as part of the, the bench trick. So I think maybe Barry McKay is a bit of a stretch. Dory, thoughts on the Hearts front line? Yeah, bottom in, I think we've all probably had Boyce um, in our team for, for most of this season until he got injured. <laughs> I do want him back, but he needs to show form. And at this moment in time, he's not playing. It's it's hard to gauge. Um, if he plays at the weekend, does he then play Wednesday? Um, you know, it might come too soon. They are also at home at Hearts, at home at Celtic. Sorry, um, you know, it's going to be a hard game. You know, going to be tricky to to get attacking returns there against a good Celtic defence. So it might be one to hold off. Um, this next game week I think Hearts are better at the back um, they play Motherwell um, after Celtic um, I think I'd probably go for a Hearts defender um, rather than a striker at the moment um, it's, it's just difficult without seeing natural form um, boys coming back it's, you'd, be taking, you'd be taking a punt and yeah, it might come off but I'd rather wait and see myself that's the motto of this podcast, wait and see. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got boys, I'm not going to sell him, I'm going to keep him on the bench, do the best trick. I think there's no point in burning a transfer for him. If he gets back to full fitness, I go in the cup, should be a good type of maybe see him getting back. He was quite talismanic when he was playing at the start of the season. Then must have been quite a bad one. Hopefully he gets back to some sort of fitness and playing regular again. If you bring him in this week, as you say, he's played Celtic, I would just wait another week if you don't bring him in. You must have fired somebody else's team to replace rather than him. Uh, but if a couple of weeks go by and still no sign him, then then I'll probably need to start looking elsewhere. But until then, I'm happy to keep holding him. Otherwise, there's not, I know the, the other names are, are, are mentioned, up, but they're not names that really stick out on their want. We mentioned Mikhail on, but then you've got, you've got Cook, who can play the same when he's cheaper. So as both of you mentioned, I think Hearts are more a team that's at the back as well. 
you probably get players in there instead, and that'll keep you ticking over. Right, last question, a belter as well from Kevil Fish in again, Kevin Wood. Looking ahead, with all players are fit and available, what is your combination of the six Celtic Rangers players you'd have in your squad? So there's no in, there's no injuries, there's no international games. Three of each, Donny, who would be the six players you would have? And I'm going to throw in that actually no financial constraints in this either, because you could you could, can, you could work it to get them in, I suppose. Who would you have in? Um, so I'll start with Celtic. Um, I would have Kyogo, Juranovic, and probably Jota, the, the most informed Celtic players. I think that's what makes them tick. Um, for Rangers, certainly Tav and Rebo. <sighs> That'd be hard push to pick a third in the, the top of the league as well. Um, so Morelos? Morelos is always a tricky one. I, I would probably have tried to work him in had he not been called up internationally. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a player of the month for December. He, he has had a bit of form. So, yeah, let's go Morelos. Right, Tom, same question to you. Three of each. Uh, Rangers, got to be Tav. I do really like the Rangers' defensive double-up, so I'd probably go with another defender. You could see Goldson or Barisic. But I think both are pretty much interchangeable there. Um, and finally, I'd probably go Morelos. Selic-wise, uh, got to be Kyogo. We don't really know how he's going to fit with Maida. Is he going to go out on the wing and Kyogo going to be up front? I don't really know. Um, so... Second select slot would probably be between Maida or Yota because Yota was firing all cylinders before he, he went out injured. And then Selic, obviously, good defensive form so far this season as well. So probably Juranovic there as well. OK. Uh, Rangers, I think Tav's a no-brainer. I like Aribo. And my third slot would be between Barisic and Morelis. And I'm going to try to weigh up whether the defensive returns would be more than the attacking returns of both of them. So... I'm probably swaying on Barisic for the two double up and hopefully they keep more clean sheets and they'll be attacked returns for the fullback roles. Celtic would be Juranovic if he's nailed at right back and in midfield would be Jota and Kyogo. I think would be the three for all fit. That's if I would go for. I think we'll cover pretty much the same, maybe one or two different, but that's pretty much the same team. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that'll pretty much be the template, I think, at the end of the season. That'll be the players and people's squad will have them. Might take punts on like myself, I had Roger a, a right good spell when he scored goals and he had assists and I capped him in the triple game the double game week and it also worked. But I think with the, the midfield recruits Celtic have made, I think Roger will be getting rotated a bit more because he does look like he's dying on his feet sometimes. So his wee sparrow lungs can't take 90 minutes every three days. Mm. So right, that was the last question then, guys. So before we finish up, there'll be no uh, FPL chat this week, Tom, because Donnie didn't play it. We'll do that on another podcast. Uh, well, he, did, he played it before, but it drove them insane. Yeah. Fantasy Football Royalty Rumble is still running. Uh, Tom, you have been eliminated a wee while ago. Me and Donnie still in it. So I'm going to, there's 15 people still left. You can check my Twitter account, you'll see what's going on. The next game week, it is 15 guys in the Rumble together. The bottom three points scores will be getting knocked out every week until there's a winner. It's got relatively good feedback online. People like the cup format, so it's something we'll be going for next year. It means you're not in a cup for one week. You're getting at least a couple of weeks in it, a chance to get yourself in a cup. So it's doing quite well. Happy with that one. One of my better ideas in the podcast, I think. <laughs> I'll keep that running. 
So before we go, I'll let you get plugs in. Donnie, plug your anywhere to plug and your Twitter handle so people can follow you. Yep, so you can find me at DonnieRob77. Um, not much else to say. I think the way we've talked up Rangers and Celtic, you can probably expect in the, the old firm to be nil-nil. Um, <laughs> so look, look forward to that one. But um, no, certainly enjoying it. I think when you, you have a good global score, it means you, you're doing well each week. Um, so it certainly makes it for an exciting game. And uh, yeah, just, just thanks for having me on again. It's, it's, it's good to be able to offer advice, if that's, if that's the correct word. Um, well, you're the highest no. ranked, Donnie, so I'm assuming people will listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I enjoy it. It's it's good to certainly know um, as a listener. Um, I, I work from home and I have that on in the background. Um, and it, it does help you make decisions or keep you off making bad decisions. Um, you know, last season, I, I was too late for me last season. I couldn't be saved, but this season, you know, I've started on fire and maintained it. And it's, you know, thanks to... Thanks to you guys that offer some good um, advice, stats, information. You know, that's really good. How many points are you off first? Um, I am one, let's see, I slept. I think it's about 40. Give us a second, so I'll just check. Because so um, you're still within striking distance where you could probably potentially still yeah, win it. I don't want to say, I'm going to try to win it, but you could, you're still within the chance of getting it. I was third for a bit. I did make it third in the middle of a game week, and then I went down to fourth, right, Mega League. Uh, 52 points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had, a, I had a bad week this week. I think, you know, if Ranger kept us clean sheet, I probably would have stayed, stayed in the top three or four, so 52 points off, so certainly gives you something to aim for. That's not not unreachable because it only takes one good captain pick, one good vice-captain pick, and you throw back 15, 20 points. To be fair, it's not a bad bit of advice for for folk who maybe don't think they're doing too well. Go and have a look at the Mega League. Look at the guys that are in the top three, four spots. Look at their team. Look at who they've got and the decisions they're making. I know you can't copy them because the game week will lock and you won't see it till after, but it's, it's quite good to see what you know, do, these guys are doing and, and see if you're on, on a par with them. Mm-hmm. I've seen one guy this week, Captain Charles Cook, 36 points. Who makes decisions like that? Mind, <laughs> mind-blowing. Risky, yeah, risky guys. It's, it's good to be in, in the top. Hopefully I can stay there until um, the end of the season. But um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm having fun and I'm enjoying it. And I think that's the, the main reason we do this. We ask a serious question, Tony. Do you cheer for Celtic player scores in your team? <laughs> um, probably, probably not. No, and I don't know, suspect it's vice versa. Um, no, I, yeah, I think when Juranovic got that penalty, I was like, "That'll do me." Um, <laughs> it's, I, I think that's probably how we all react. You know, if your team loses a goal, you're gutted because they're not going to do you know potentially drop points. But if there's somebody in your team that scored, you're like, oh, I'll "Take that." But uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as say cheer. What I do is uh, on that is I don't like Rangers winning obviously, but see when you're two 0 up, I'm like, well, see Fergal, it better be fucking Davin here. <laughs> it better be something you've captured yeah. that type. The game's going. Uh, and I noticed you talk about the rank thing as well. I've noticed we're doing the cup and tallying the points up. But people who have got what three or four good weeks of trot, they're nowhere near it in the league. We just showed you that mm-hmm. if you look, I'm only tallying up three weeks, four weeks at a time. And they maybe be like 50, 60 points better off than guys at the top 30, 40 because just the nature of the game. So it's 
Mm-hmm. If you can keep on getting green arrows for yourself and if we targets week in, week out, then that's a good way to keep you invested. Right, talk your turn. Have you got any plugs before we head off into the sunset? Uh, I'm at FFS underscore Scout. You can hit me up on Twitter. That's it. Nothing else. Tom's too busy now. He's married and he's back working. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm at Fantasy Half. He follows us. You can also follow Gunnar at FP underscore Gunnar. He's still in charge of the graphic department, even though he's on a hiatus. But we're still there. Donny, once again, thanks for joining us. Your insight was good. We'll have you on definitely again. Oh, thank and you. That is us, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again down the road. Bye bye. for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.